Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, find us on the web at revivallifechurch.org. Hallelujah. Um, we're going to pray for our students and teachers in a moment. Uh, but as they're passing the buckets, I want to uh, talk about the conference we have coming up this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo is right. It's going to be very good. Uh, it's calling all revivalists. And um, I just believe God is going to do something significant in some people's lives. And you need to come to as many meetings as you can get to. Friday night uh, at uh, Friday the 17th at 7, Saturday at 6, and then uh, 9 and 11. Uh, third, I don't know, whatever more Sunday morning services are, I'm here early. I just get here at seven. So if you want to be here at seven, you'll catch them both. Um, or just come when they happen. Um, are they nine and 11? I really should know that. I should, I feel like I should know that. I just know when the music stops, I preach, right? Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to have, I'm, I haven't preached in like three weeks. And then uh, Josh is preaching. I've got messages. Like, I got revelation. I'm ready to dump on in one message. So, uh, Saturday night, I believe, is going to be impartation night. Um, we're going to have, I think we're going to have, uh, oh, I know we're going to have a, a fire tunnel that night. Uh, so, you want to be here for, for that. Uh, and Josh, uh, let me tell you real quick if you don't know who uh, Joshua Muse is, uh, he's, he's a guy that uh, I was hearing his testimony um, from other people, and I didn't really believe it because it just sounded too crazy to be real, right? And so I'd heard that he had a string of churches, like 150 churches in Mexico, um, but he had not, he'd started in Mexico, and then he went to the Middle East, and he has a string of churches in Kenya, uh, and then um, in Kenya and uh, in Uganda, um, in um, uh, 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 I know in the in in some closed nations he has a string of uh, churches and he's constantly wanting us to buy like these microchips like the mini what are they called the little mini SD cards because they give out Bibles on it uh, in nations where it's not legal to have Bibles and so he's constantly uh, raising money for those uh, in closed nations where he had to change his last name because he was blocked um, in coming back to certain nations and. Um, and uh, he wouldn't, my wife would let me go to, Mosin, or to uh, Somalia with him. Um, we were, because he wanted to visit his churches in, um, uh, where, where, where uh, Mogadishu. Uh, and my wife wouldn't let me go to Mogadishu. Um, and, uh, and, uh, uh, I was just thinking Black Hawk Down. I'm just like, I don't want my naked body dragged through the streets of Mogadishu. That's not something I want to have happen, Josh. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not like that anymore. I don't know if you read the news. It's like that again. I don't know. Um, and so he, um, so uh, now he's uh, head of Iris Ministries uh, over Mexico, uh, and his church is just blowing up everywhere. And he just sees miracles, just like really crazy miracles. Uh, and the really crazy part about him is he's 29 now. And so he's been busy while you've been wondering what you're going to do with your life. He's been planting the church of Jesus Christ. And you're like, should I, should I be in the usher team, Lord? I'll get back to you. I'll get, I'm not sure I'm called to be an usher. Let me pray. Let me just pray. And so what's funny is after he had done this for a long time, he went to Heidi Baker's school in Mozambique. Because um, he felt like the Lord told him to do that after he'd already had strings of churches all over the Middle East and South America. And um, while he was there on the weekends... Uh, many, many students just kind of hang out, I guess, and he would go plant churches. Like, he would be in the classroom, and he would go just plant churches in the bush bush uh, on the weekends, which, that's something you do on the weekend, right? Yeah, right? That's, that's uh, what's funny is um, I, I, I can see the uh, Ramples doing that. Uh, I, was, I was on vacation. I was on a cruise ship. I don't know if I mentioned that. I was on a cruise ship uh, this week, and uh, Duke asked me, uh, did you minister at all? I was like, no, I didn't minister. I was on a cruise ship. I was like, Lord, if I have a divine appointment, you need to make it super, super, super clear. Super, super, super clear. And so we have one. Like, she had to drag it out of us. Like, you're in ministry? Yes. You guys are pastors? Yes. And so she's about to graduate Bible college, and she's like trying to drag us out. So why did you go into ministry? Can't fight God. True story. True story. And so um, she's like, you ought to stay here and minister. I was like, no, I've got a mortgage to pay. I'm staying, going back to Florida. God sent you. Amen. 
But hey, come. Joshua's going to, uh, just miracles. Um, we're going to see, bring, bring sick people uh, who don't mind hearing a guy yell. And, um, and they'll get healed, all right? So make sure you come to that. Also, now we're going to pray for, did I, did I say that long? It's free conference. We're paying for everything. We're flying him out, flying his wife out, taking care of him, putting him up, uh, doing the whole thing. Uh, so make sure you come to that. Uh, now, if you would all stand now, we're going to pray for our students and our teachers going back to school. And then we're going to get into the word of God. Amen. So, hey, if you're a student, if you're going back to school as a student or a teacher going back to school, if you'll raise your hand right now. Now, keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. And um, where school are you going to? Huh? Oh, I forgot about that. I thought I was going to triathlon school. When someone comes over to, um, when someone comes over again, praying for you, put your hand down, but keep your hand up. If you're near somebody with a hand up, you're on the ministry team today. Put your hand on their shoulder and you're going to pray with fervency. Is there someone over here? Is there so? are you, do you want, is, do you, are you still teaching or no? Yeah. Well, then put your hand up and somebody pray for her. Come on. And now you can put your hand down. Amen. So let's just begin to pray for the father in the name of Jesus. Pray good stuff. Father, that t- this year would be a good year with no depression about being in school. There'd be a happy year. A happy year. Happy, happy year in school. Father, that your, your spirit of wisdom and revelation be with them. Father, that, uh, that they would do the, the primary thing you have them there for, to teach and learn. That wisdom would multiply, Father. Like, we thank you that they're a light, but they're there to learn. So we pray they have good teachers and good students, Father. I pray for all the uh, teachers in here, that they would be able to pour in and meet needs uh, beyond their own ability. That they would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation as they're teaching, Father. That it would be more than just school, but there would actually be impartation of wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you're in college, that you would not have to borrow any money. No borrowing money. Finances for school in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. Hey, while you're standing, I want to introduce God. Corey Pagano is going to bring the word of God. If you just stand and just honor him real good as he shares the word of God today. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good to see you. Good to be seen. It's feeling good in here. Wow, 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 wow. Um, how about worship? See, I was trying to post an Instagram video when Kellyanne was going in there, but it wasn't, it wasn't loading. So I guess we'll have to wait for the video on YouTube, Brandon. Because that was good, huh? That was good. Well, today... We are continuing our message series on wholeness. Continuing our message message series on wholeness, fully alive in Christ. How many of you guys know that Jesus died so that we could be made whole? He gave his life. He was broken so that we could have wholeness. It's a pretty big deal to him, right? That he has an abundant life for each and every one of us. That he has not called us to live broken, but healed and whole. That the pain of the past doesn't have to be carried into hope of our future. It's the reality of Jesus. Amen? And we're in our third week. This is our last and final uh, message in this series. And uh, someone's been enjoying it. And uh, this week we're talking about a spirit of sonship. Talking about the spirit of sonship. If you have your Bibles, I'd uh, like you to open up to Galatians chapter 4. We're going to read verse 4 through 7 this morning. It's our scripture for today. Let me know when you're there. There? All right. I'm just going to read in faith, believing you're there. Galatians 4.4. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons, verse 6, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if if a son that an heir through God. Someone say amen to the reading of the word. This whole thing is about sonship. It's about the father sending his son to die to receive his sons. And when we we talk about the spirit of sonship this morning, it's gender neutral. We have all, as men and women in Christ, received a spirit of sonship. 
because that's the spirit of Jesus. The spirit of Jesus is the spirit of sonship. And when we receive him at salvation, it's deposited on the inside of you. Right? And that's our, our connection as my spirit man is, a, is, a, is a w- awakened to the hope that is Christ. His spirit deposited on the inside of me is the spirit of sonship. And this journey in wholeness is really a journey in sonship. That as I become whole in Christ, I become more like Christ who is the perfect son. I'll say that again. As I become whole in Christ, I become more like Christ who is the perfect son. Right? The Bible tells us that Jesus only, only did what he saw his father doing, only said what he heard his father saying. Not because he was a robot, not because he was a slave, because he was the perfect son. And it wasn't merely imitating the father's actions, but it was displaying the father's heart. Right? And we know that the, the core value of a son is that my, my father is good. He's got my back and I can trust him. Amen. Thing is, we live in a world today that um, that values independence, that values doing things on our own. We live in a world that values personal dreams, personal goals, personal ambitions. But 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 the word "son" in and of itself implies that you are part of something more than you. The, the, the word "son" in and of itself means that you are part of a family. And if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. Number one, sons are part of a family. See, we're taught in today's culture to value these personal goals, personal dreams, personal ambitions. But the kingdom of heaven, when the spirit of sonship comes into your life, it, 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 it's different. It says to value family goals, family dreams, family ambitions. That, that the, 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 the wellness and the well-being of the family is actually more important than my own gain. Because I know when the family gains, I gain. That when the family's dreams are moved forward, my dreams are moved forward. That when the family grows, I grow because I get all the benefits of being part of the family. Why? Because I'm a son. You see, the foundation of independence is pride. You cannot... Act independently. You cannot cut people off in your life without pride being active. That's what it operates under, is pride. I can do what I need to do by myself, and I don't need people. But the foundation of family is humility. The foundation of family is humility. And the spirit of sonship recognizes I have to operate in humility to receive the benefits of being part of the family. If I want to be a, 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 a healed and whole member of the family, if I want to, to operate as a son, if I want to flourish within the family, then some humility is required. Because people aren't perfect. And it takes some humility to do this thing well with one another. see, there's, a, there's an inner, inner war in every single one of us. There's, this, there's an inner turmoil, and, and, and that, that, that inner war is my desire, our, our desire as sons and daughters of God to be a part of something bigger than ourselves and our pride. And our pride is constantly at war with the spirit of sonship on the inside of us that says, hey, you were created for, for, for bigger. You were created for greater. You were created to be a part of something bigger than you. You were created for family. And our pride wars against that truth. That I was created to be a part of a family. Because yeah. our pride says, hey, you can get by on your own. Hey, you don't need people in your life. Hey, you don't have to submit to anybody. Let's look at this verse here in uh, 1 Peter 5.5. 5 says, you younger men, likewise be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I need a couple of volunteers. Travis, Brandon, can you guys come on up? Come on. All right, Brandon, come on over here. So Brandon's a son of God. He yeah. loves Jesus. Yes, he loves Jesus. He's figuring this whole thing out. And Brandon's just walking through life, right? 
He's walking through life. And how many of you know that in life, there's just, you just got to carry things. You got to deal with stuff. We have things that we got, that, that, that we're in charge of in life, right? That we got to figure out. So this right here, Brandon, this is your family. Catch that. There you go. All right. And uh, let me see here. Oh, this, this tissue box here, this tissue box, that is your potty training Sophia. So hold that there because that, 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 er, that, that one's easy. Okay. You're potty training my son then because it's not easy. This, this, is, this is work. That's your work life there. Okay. This, this, this right here. Oh, this right here are your friendships. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. So Brandon, Brandon, Brandon's, oh, his wife has a cold. Okay. His wife has a cold. So he's figuring, he's figuring this stuff out. He's, he's now, so he's, he, he's walking through life. Brandon's a busy guy. You know, he's got two young kids, you know, he's trying to figure this thing out. And, and uh, how many of you guys know that, uh, uh, Brandon works here at the church. Um, and he's also, he's also got a, he's also got a business. All right. Uh, uh, does some photography, video editing, right? Yeah. So Brandon, Brandon's starting a new business, and, and he gets a huge gig. $10,000 job. Woo! So, so that's this right here. That's your, that's your new business bonus there thing. Because oh, Brandon's just walking along. Go ahead and walk along, Brandon. So Brandon's, Brandon's juggling life right now. He's, he's figuring out. And the Bible tells us that, that okay, you stop right there. The Bible tells us that we have two choices in life. <laughs> it says we can either go about it ourselves. Be independent, or we can get humble and submit our life to people. Come back this way, Brandon. So Brandon's walking along. He says, you know what? You know what? This is my first time potty training a, a child, but I don't need to talk to anybody about it. I know, I know, you know, there, there, I have friends that have been here before, done it before, but I'm just going to Google it. How do I do that? I'm just going to, I'm going to Google I don't want to bother anybody. And you, and, and, and you know what? This, uh, this thing over here, my, I'm having some, you know, things I got to work out with my wife, but, I, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to, to an elder about it in my life. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna figure this stuff out. I'm just gonna figure this stuff out on my own. And so what happens is is God. So what happens is God just lets us carry it for a little little while. But then when we, when we make that decision to say I'm just gonna figure it out, come back this way, Brandon. Uh, my Bible tells me this is what the Bible tells me. My Bible tells me that God is opposed to the proud. This is what happens. God stands right here and opposes you because you made a decision to not let anybody into your life. So God stands here and opposes you. Now try to get by me, Brandon. Can you get by me? He's trying to juggle all this. No, no, really, really try. Can you, can you, can you, don't get past it. Really, 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 hold on, move over here. Really try. And he, he's struggling here and, and you know what? It's getting harder to carry the stuff. And, and, and he sees this wall and he, he, see, see the problem is pride makes you blind. So Brandon doesn't recognize that this is God. And, and what happens is we run into this wall that's God opposing us, but we think it's warfare. We think it's the devil. We're like, Lord, send breakthrough. I can't. What is this thing I need to get past? So we start trying harder. We start trying harder. We're strong. We start trying harder, harder, harder. We're working harder. Things are getting heavier. And we're wondering why we're not getting anywhere. We're wondering why there's no fruit. This is the orphan spirit. This is the orphan spirit. Working, 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 but never getting anywhere. Not recognizing God is opposing your pride. But then Brandon, he's like, all right, this, this sucks. He said, this is tough. And, he's, and he calls Travis up. He says, Travis, I need some help. He's like, Travis, I got these things going on in my life. He's like, I just got a, a, a big gig at my business. Where, where should I put the money? And he submits it to him. He submits it to him. And he says, hey, I, you know, and he, and he calls another friend. He, call, he calls up John so-and-so and says, hey, I, I need some help potty training. What do I do about that? So, so he gets some, so come over here, Felipe. So, so he, he, gets, he, he gets some friends that start walking with him. He starts submitting his life to people, and they're, they're walking with him, walking with him. And, and, and come, come back this way, guys. So things start to get a little lighter. Walk next to him, right, right, right side by side. So things start to get easier, and this is what God does. He comes behind you, and the grace of God starts to push you. And now, now not only is the grace of God pushing him, but he has people carrying things side by side with him. So no longer is God opposing him, but this is what a spirit of sonship looks like. You get in God's grace, you get in God's current, and things start to look easy. And what happens is the orphan spirit is working, 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 wondering, why am I not getting ahead? And they see the sons in God's on God's garden of grace, just 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 rolling along. Why 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 is it so easy? That spirit of sonship. Why does it look so easy for them? That's a, that's the spirit of sonship. That's what happens when you say, "I'm going to submit my life to the people in my life." And it's not submission until you disagree. I'm I'm not talking about merely confessing issues. I'm talking about the good, bad, and the ugly. Brandon got had a, had an awesome job opportunity. Right? 
And some, sometimes we just need direction on how to handle things when they're going well. How do I manage your goodness? Right? It's, it's, we, we, it, we do not have to wait till things are in chaos to go to somebody. Sorry, guys. I, I wander sometimes, and I'm, I'm working on it. So we, <laughs> but we don't have to wait till things are in chaos to go to somebody. When you submit your life to, to a person, when you decide, hey, I'm going to go to you and ask you what to do about this, and whether I like what you have to say or not, I'm going to do it. Because I recognize I am a part of a family. Yeah. I'm a part of a family. When I grow, the family grows. And when I submit my life to people, I tap into the supernatural grace of God. But so many of us are just fighting God's opposition, thinking it's warfare. As he's pushing back, pushing back against our pride. But this is not complicated. Clothe yourself with humility, for God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You see, the, the foundation of independence is pride, and the foundation of family is humility. I already said that. But it's true. But it's, true. it's still true. Oh, they even got it up there. Yeah, foundation of independence is pride, but the foundation of family is humility. That's a good word. You see, everyone wants to be the first and the only. But sons... Sons long to be the next and one of many. Amen. Everyone wants to be the first and only, but the heart of a son longs to be the next and one of many. Amen. This is what sonship looks like. Yeah. Hallelujah. The, there is this thing in us that longs to be part of family, longs for connection. And the enemy, the enemy uses our pride, our pride. When we don't deal with it, he uses our pride to cut us off from family, to cut us off from grace. To cut us off from his goodness. Your life needs to be submitted to people. Calling yourself a son but not recognizing the family, not, 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 not meeting the family requirements, disqualifies you from the benefits of being a son. See, mature sonship looks like balancing two things. The truth that I submit myself to people on one side and the other truth that only I am responsible for me. Yeah. Only I am responsible for me. And we have to, as a people, figure out how to, how to operate within family, recognizing I need to submit my life to people, but no one else is responsible for me other than me. And just because you take things to somebody doesn't mean that they are now responsible for it. Just because you've chosen to submit your life to somebody doesn't mean that now the decision is on them. There's, it is still on you. But we get to make these decisions with other people. That is something that we choose as mature sons and daughters in the Lord. That We get to choose to let people in, recognizing I am still responsible for me. When, when we confess Christ, there are... Um, and, and, and we receive this spirit, the spirit of adoption, the Bible called it in, in, in Galatians 4. The spirit of adoption, there are things from our past that we bring into this new life with Jesus. And how many of you guys know in the world, adoption is a process? And that just because the, a family brings home a child they've adopted doesn't mean that individual is necessarily has the heart of the family right away. Right? Um, those types of things take time. And it's the same thing in the family of God. We come into God's family with orphan tendencies. We come into God's family having learned how to be an orphan. Yeah. How to learn how to do life without family. How to, we have learned how to do life without fathers and mothers. And when, when we're adopted into the family of God, we have to, we have to repent and to deal with of those things. We have to get healed of those things. We have to cut off the, the, the ties and the power that that has. And, 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 the, and the orphan spirit, we talked about, it manifests in a couple different ways because it's rooted in pride. The orphan spirit, one way it manifests is independence, right, like we talked about. But the other way it manifests is entitlement. See, 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 the, the, independence keeps you from being part of the family. Entitlement 
means you're at the table, but you're not getting any of the benefits. Entitlement is, I, I, I want to be a part of the family, but I'm not willing to do any of the work we required to get the benefits of being part of the family. You see, entitlement is this, 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 this relentless cycle of getting bitter, being entitled, being lazy. It's, this, this, it's this, this, this product of an orphan spirit that keeps us bound in these same patterns. You know, and we, we, we want all the fruit that God has for us, but we're not willing to do any of the work. My Bible tells me that my dad is the king. We were singing that song at the end, end of worship here. My dad's the king, and I'm not left wanting. That we, we are royalty. We are sons and daughters of an amazing king who, who, who is, has his kingdom of, he's the king of heaven and earth. Like, what would your life look like if your, if your dad was, was in power, yeah. president, governor, yeah. just a business, just a wealthy business owner? Our father is greater than all of those things. There's more power and authority than any, any position on earth. And we need to make a choice to live in the reality of those benefits. How do we do it? We have to decide, I'm going to be part of the family. I'm going to submit my life to people. I'm going to get humble and allow the current of grace to come into my life. There's requirements. Submit your life to people. Independence will cut you off. Entitlement. You'll be sitting at the table wondering why you're not getting any food. You're there, but not getting any of the benefits. You see, if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. Sons are willing to do for family what orphans will only do for food. Sons are willing to do for family what orphans are only willing to do for food. Orphans eat their inheritance and repeat the cycle of lack. Sons accumulate riches and make it look easy because they are in God's current of grace. Orphans eat their inheritance and repeat the cycle of lack. Sons accumulate riches and make it look easy because they are in God's current of grace. When the prodigal son returned to his father, and, and, and the Bible tells us that he said, Father, can I work for you so that I can get a meal? And he was living in this reality that he had learned in the world. And the reality is that, that he was living in was, I get what I deserve. He had learned that in his time in the world, he learned, I get exactly what I deserve. So he came to the father hungry and said, hey, I'm hungry. Let me work for it. Let me work for you. And the father said, you're part of the family. Everything the family has, you have also. Come and feast. See, sons live in a greater reality. They live in the reality that everything the family has is mine also. Orphans believe they get exactly what they deserve. Sons believe they get all the benefits of the family. Deserving it is not even part of the equation. It's not a factor. Core value of a son is my dad is good and I can trust him. Always. Number two, if you're taking notes today, sons are secure. Sons are secure. Insecurity will, will rob you from flourishing in family. Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. Therefore I say to you, I don't think this is the right verse. Sorry, tech team. Somewhere in Matthew, it says, and you shall love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second commandment is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. Did that happen last service? Because I didn't catch it. Oh, man. See, if you're secure, you're going to have healthy relationship with family. When I was preparing for uh, the, the message this week, uh, going through this point, God gave me a vision of a flower, um, and the flower was unable to open, unable to blossom, and, and the thing keeping it bound was insecurity. 
I don't want anyone to see me, so I can never show them who I am. And that will keep us from thriving in family. If you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. Until you learn to love you, insecurity will sabotage your place within family. When the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself, that starts with loving yourself. And as, as long as we settle for living with our insecurities, we never lift our eyes up to recognize, I actually, he's actually called me to see me the way he sees me. And so many of us settle with just walking through life with our insecurities. Yeah, I don't like this about me. I don't like that about myself. I wish I could change that, but I can't. Maybe you can't change that, but you can change the way you look at it. Come on. When you hear of a friend's insecurity, a lot of times, doesn't it sound silly to you? And you're like, you're insecure. Like, let's, let's take my stunning nose, for example. It's movie star status here, so obviously I'm not insecure of it. But let's say I was insecure of my nose, and I said, I'm just really insecure of my nose, especially this little bump right here. I wish I had just a little more distance this way. And you'd be like, there's nothing wrong with your nose. What? Why are you insecure about your nose? Can you smell okay? Like, does it not work right? I'm like, no, my sniffer works fine. I just, you know, it just, I just don't feel like it fits my face. Those are the things that we say, and we get insecure about these little things, but, but the spirit of sonship, we says, you know, I'm going to ex accept my imperfections and move on with my giftings. And it's, it's, it's these silly insecurities that keep us from thriving within family because that's the thing that keeps us from picking up the phone and saying, hey, guess what I'm dealing with? Instead, our insecurity comes and think, what if they think X, Y, Z? What if they think less of me because I'm, God's going to think more of you. And these, these insecurities keep us from operating within family. And the key to overcoming it is you need to learn to love yourself. People will treat you how you treat you. And if you have broken relationships within family, it's because the relationship between you and yourself is probably broken. Um, we had some friends over the house this past weekend. And uh, the, the Reynosas were there. And um, they have a a son, Sam, who's uh, two and a half, and my son, Noah, is two and a half-ish. Closer to three. Oh, my gosh. They're, they're both getting nasty. Anyways, so um, two and a half, and they're running around the house striking superhero poses, saying, I'm Superman. I'm Batman. And Noah loves to run up to me and says, Dad, look at me. I'm Superman. I'm like, yeah, you are Superman. And, and the, the crazy thing is that, that the spirit of sonship believes the best about ourselves. Like my son actually believes that he could be a superhero one day. Yeah. Because the spirit of sonship believes crazy things. But what happens is, uh, is the, the, the orphan spirit tries to, to, to trap us in a box and limit us. And it starts with just poking at our insecurities and jabbing at the things. We look at you never, you can't, be, you can't be what God said you can be. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that thing. Look at this thing. Look at that thing. But the spirit of sonship actually believes the things that God says about us. And when my son runs up to me and says, Dad, look at me, I'm Superman. I, I actually believe he has super in him. Amen. And the Father actually believes you have super in you. Yeah. And that you were actually created for greatness. Yeah. And that you were actually created to thrive in family. That you were actually created to thrive as part of a whole. That you were actually created to be known by people and overcome your insecurities that you could come into the fullness of your Father's promise. Yeah. We have to determine in our hearts that if I don't see me the way he sees me, it's a problem. Because we learn to live with these things and we're just okay with them. But when we decide, no, this is a problem that I believe this about me and, and the Father doesn't. This is a problem that I actually hate this thing about myself and he hates nothing about me. 
And if I was to ask you today, do you love yourself? That'd probably be a tough thing to answer. For most of us, it'd probably be like, well, I like this, but I hate all these things. And this is okay, and this is like a 6 out of 10, so I guess I don't love it or hate it. But God looks at you, and he's like, I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about having no problems. I'm talking about loving who you are in Jesus. I'm not talking about loving your sin. I'm talking about loving your identity as a son in Christ. Yeah, we have issues. Yeah, we have things we need to work on. But that doesn't mean you need to hate yourself. Stuck in self-hate. Stop it. You know, sometimes we say that God, God likes to use nobodies. You ever heard that before? God uses nobodies. I, I don't believe God has nobodies. He just has sons and daughters. And we say things like that to make us feel better about ourselves. Like, God can even use me. It's like, aren't you royalty? Aren't, aren't you royalty? What? It makes sense that he can use you then. He's dad, right? But, but we, we sell ourselves so short. And he calls us prince and princess. He calls us son and daughter. The God of the universe. You know, um, sons and daughters both deal with, with problems. You saw the example before. Brandon was walking up here. and none of, none of the issues in life went away, but they got easier. Sons and orphans both deal with problems, but how they handle them is different. A few years back, I was um, in a season where I was getting ready to be a dad for the first time. My wife was pregnant, and um, I had just some ridiculous fears that something was going to be wrong with my son. Um, and it tormented me. It was just crazy fears that something was going to be wrong. Now, Noah is healthy. He's happy. Praise God. But I was afraid that something would be wrong. And I would be up at night worshiping, rebuking those thoughts, rebuking those lies, going after it. And the louder I yelled, the louder it yelled. And the, the, the more I stormed heaven, the more it felt like the lies were storming me. I'm like, what is this fear that won't let go? And one day I went to, to pastor. I said, Pastor Carl, this is, I'm dealing with this fear. I'm dealing with these things. What do I do about it? I was like, this, this is what I'm afraid of. He's like, so? <laughs> let me say it one more time. This is what I'm afraid of. He's like, so what? I'm like, what do you, what do you... What do you mean, so what? <laughs> just tell it, t tell me, tell me to, let's just, let's make, tell it to go. Let's, 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 let's kill it. Let's beat it up. Let's go, you know, let's get shabba shabba. Let's get apostolic on these lies. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and he's like, if, if those things happen, will you love your son any less? Well, no. No, I won't. And the second the second I said that and realized that, the fear left because it now had no power. Sons are able to look their greatest fear in the eye and say, even if you do happen, my father is still good and still loves me. Yeah. So he looked at me and said, so? So I looked at it and said, so? And no power. Amen. Oh, Orphans are constantly trying to control, yeah. dictate yeah. their problems, their fears, trying to arrange it in a way that they can handle it and manage it. And sons just say, my dad's still good. Amen. And guess what? You live a lot happier like that. Yeah. You live a lot happier like that. Number three, sons are authentic. First John 3, 9. Let's hope I got this one right. Ah, oh, yes. All right. No one is born who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. The DNA of your father is in you. Amen. The DNA of Father God is in you. 
Galatians says that the spirit of Christ, the spirit of sonship has come into your hearts. You no longer slaves or orphans, but sons. And when you carry the DNA of a father, it means you are no longer an orphan, but a son. You see, one of the benefits of, of living in a real, authentic way is that you don't only seek wholeness in the midst of chaos. You don't only seek wholeness when things are, are going wrong, but you live authentic. Like we were talking about earlier, you live known. So you don't wait till things blow up in your face to run, but you are known by the family. You don't, you don't wait till the problems explode to, 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 to deal with them, but you live real with people. This is who I am, and I'm not afraid to show you who I am because of whose I am. And one of the keys of thriving within families is that we have to be authentic. We have to be known. We have to be real. See, sons are genuine. They have nothing to hide, nothing to fake. They are authentic, rooted in the truth that the spirit of Christ, the spirit of sonship, dwells on the inside of them, the DNA of God. Religion is one of those things that come against sonship. You know how you spell religion? F-A-K-E. It's fake. It's fake. It's fake. And sons value the real. Sons value the authentic. Sons value the genuine. The genuine. And when the spirit of sonship is in you, when you're a son, you, you can't help but hate religion. Because it's fake. It cuts people off from the heart of the Father. It cuts people off from God. And it's so easy to, to, get, to get caught up in religion. It's so easy to just to learn to say all the, the right things, dress the right way, you know, look like you're a son. But in here, you're an orphan. And here, you're dying. And here, you're hurting. And here, you're broken. You know, one of the ways I've, I've seen religion manifest in my life, and this is, this is an easy, easy way to, to, to recognize when you've gone from operating in sonship to an orphan, is, you know, when you hear the testimony, when you hear the testimony of Jesus Christ, when you hear about the miracle, when you hear about someone else's breakthrough, when, 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 when you hear what God is doing in another's life, does it change you? You may yell the loudest, jump the highest, dance the longest, but when you leave these doors, if it doesn't change you, that's religion. The son is always changed when the father reveals his goodness. The son is always changed when father reveals his goodness. Why? Because he's releasing a value. He's just demonstrating a value of the father that he wants you to apply to your own life. And sons always carry their father's values. I mentioned this earlier that Jesus only did what he saw his father doing, said what he heard him saying. And I, I, I used to teach, and especially when I would disciple young men and, um, in the Lord, I used to teach that sons were imitators. Just find someone that you want to emulate and do what they do until you can figure it out. And I think that's good. And Paul even writes that in, in parts of Scripture. Just do what you see me doing. And I think that's fine. But I also believe there's better. Because sons aren't an imitation of their father. They're the real thing. They're the real representation of who he is. They're genuine. They're authentic. There's nothing they're trying to fake. The last thing I want to say this morning is that sons aren't afraid to get real with their father. Just as he's called us to live as sons and daughters, real with one another, we have to be real with him. We have, we have to be able to have honest conversations with God. God, I don't understand what's happening here. Father, this isn't what I thought you said to me. What's going on? Hey, I'm going through a really hard time right now, Lord. What do I do? And like actually expect him to talk back because he's a good dad. Sons aren't afraid to get real with Father God because, because they know that he already knows them. 
He knows me, my innermost being. He knows what I'm dealing with. He knows what I'm good at, what I'm bad at, what I have to work on. He knows me. So I'm not afraid to go to the one who already knows everything about me and just be real with him. It's a trap of the enemy to think, well, God already knows. Why do I have to talk to him about it? Or whatever keeps you from being real with the Father. It's a lie from the devil. If that connection isn't, isn't protected, if that connection as sons with the Father isn't, isn't valued, then, then our family connection will always be broken. Because it's that connection that makes us who we are. Recently, I was going through a, 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 a season, um, and there was something that, that, that I wanted. Um, there, was, there, was, there was something that, that I was um, desiring, and, and my, my dad... My natural dad said, if I could, I would do that thing for you. If I could, I would get you that thing. And it kind of, it affected me. And, and, and I'm like, man, that's, you know, that's really generous. Um, and one day on my way to church, I was having a conversation with the Lord. And I said, I said to the father, I said, if my dad would do that for me, how much more you? If, if my natural dad would do that for me, if he had the ability to, well, I know you have the ability to, so why wouldn't you do it? That doesn't make any sense to me. And, he's, and, and, and you know what? He, come on, give it up. Come on, give it up. Sometimes you just got to get real with your father. And I said, Lord, this doesn't make any sense to me. And you know what? He spoke to me the word that unlocked the provision for that season. Literally, the word he spoke in that moment I now have what I was asking for. It is now in my, my possession because I, I was real with the Father. And he spoke to me of the solution. He gave me the solution. He's like, oh, I want to give that to you too. Here's how. I, I wasn't entitled. I didn't say, well, I'm not going to listen to the how. I just want the, the thing. That's what entitlement looks like. No, I said, okay, this is how. He's giving me the keys. I'm going to do it. This is what the spirit of sonship looks like. We're part of something much bigger than ourselves. The Bible tells us that creation is longing for the revealing of the sons of God. He's called you as a son and daughter to live an abundant life. That you can reveal your father to the world and they can come into that same abundant life with family. Will you stand with me this morning? Hallelujah. I want to pray for some people this morning. And I want to pray for four specific things that we touched on today. And I believe that this morning, God wants to break these things off. Independence, entitlement, insecurity, and religion. He has called you as sons and daughters. He has called us to be part of a family. He has called us to be more than ourselves. But these things keep us bound as orphans. Never coming into the fullness of the Father's promise. Never coming into the fullness of his love. But this morning, come on, this morning you need freedom from these things right here so that you can walk as a son, as a daughter of God. I want to invite you forward in just a second. We're going to have uh, people praying up here at the front. I want to personally pray for you. But right now, I just want you to, to, to ask God, Lord, do, do I need to get prayer for one of those things this morning? Do I need prayer for one of those things? Where are those things in my life that are keeping me from thriving as a son? Where are those things in my life that are keeping me from thriving as a son? So if that's you this morning, I would like to invite you forward. Line up right here at the front. I want to pray for you. I want to break these things off. Independence, entitlement, the religion, the insecurities that keep us from living real with people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ushers, can we have some help up here? So ministry team's going to come around and pray for you. I'm going to pray for you, but it's God who's going to do the, do the work. Amen.
And as we pray, I just want you to ask him, what does it look like to walk as a son in these areas? Turn up the music a little bit there. Holly and everybody else. Altar's gonna be forward, but I wanna bless you. Thank you for coming this morning. Pray that you would have an amazing day, that you would walk as sons and daughters. That you'd come into the fullness of everything the Father has for you. In Jesus' name. Altar's gonna be open. You can come forward. If you gotta go, have a blessed, amazing Sunday. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Father, we just, uh, right now, we just pray for these. Mm. Ah. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that every single person who is here wants to walk in sonship and be part of a family. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we just break off independence. Those of you who have been taught you have to get by on your own, Father, I pray just for a radical trust in who you are, a radical trust of the Father's love, a radical trust that you are not alone, that you are not alone. Father, we just break off entitlement. This morning, we just, just say, these here dealing with that, that you just need to let them know I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to meet the requirement. I'm willing to be a part of a, of a family. Right now, I pray that you would see you as God sees you. That all insecurity, all insecurity, the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, the things keeping you from hiding you, we just command those things to go right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we just command those things to go right now in the name of Jesus. We just command self-hate to go right now in the name of Jesus. You see you the way he sees you. I just thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for what you've done today. I thank you for that the Father's heart is here. I just bless all these at the altar this morning under the sound of my voice. I bless them. I just declare your goodness over them. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen.